isolation and an ungodly belief that says no one's going to be there for you to meet a need is all orphan thinking. Welcome to Reveal the Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Carter, and this is episode 11. We're going to talk about the orphan heart moving from spiritual slavery to a place of being spiritually free. Stay tuned. Hi, everybody. I'm so glad that you're back. Welcome to another episode of Reveal the Podcast. I am Dr. Carter, and we are going to continue in this series that I am doing on Orphan Heart. Um, Last episode was part one of talking about the 12 steps of progression into orphan thinking. And so we're going to continue with that. If you didn't hear that episode, you need to go back and listen to that because I talked about five things and we're going to continue with the last uh, seven in this episode. So you may want to get some paper, take a note or two, or write down my email address if you have any questions or would like to do some coaching or counseling to get free in this area to begin that healing process. All right. So we la- the last episode, we left off with number five. So we'll continue today with number six. And we're talking about the orphan heart. And remember we said orphan thinking or an orphan heart was a heart that didn't feel like it had a home. It's where you felt like you just really didn't fit in any place. You don't trust. You don't have any type of you know emotional connection with a lot of people. You can deem a lot of people emotionally unsafe for you. It's just a heart that is afraid. It's a heart that doesn't trust. It's hard to receive love or to give love away. This is what orphan thinking or an orphan heart is. And we talked about the seven, uh, well, actually five, but we talked about the progressions into this. So the sixth step or progression into this stronghold of thinking is when a person takes on an independent, sort of self-reliant attitude. And this is where your heart takes on this isolated sort of state and attitude. And and you say, if I'm going to get anything done, I'm going to do it myself. And I'll just have to do it myself. Your insecurities, your fears, they just shut you out from meaningful relationships with people. It's very difficult, you know, just to manifest a, a meaningful relationship. Um, You're very independent and you just are self-reliant. You cherish and value qualities, you know, of your own, basically. Okay. While it may seem that this is important and useful, it's actually can be something very deadly in a relationship when you say, I just want to isolate and be alone and just do it my way. Okay. So that's step number six. Step number seven is when you start to control your relationships. You know, we're supposed to be in relationships with people, but we're not supposed to be controlling in the relationship. So the orphan heart has this real independence and isolation, and it's really a form of control. It manifests 
as sort of this agitation or you have a lot of apathy. Um, you limit the conversations to only what safe topics that, you know, you can handle, but you don't let the conversations go into any other type of depth, anything that is going to where you have to come out emotionally or personally about yourself. You protect yourself from this area. Okay. It's a fear. It's a fear of intimacy that prevents you from just going into a deeper subject with people. You, you don't really want to talk about yourself. You don't want to talk about emotions or feelings. All right. So number eight, number eight is where your relationships then move into becoming very superficial. You just have very surface relationships with people. Now, I know we're talking about this and some of you, you've been following this series along and we're up to step eight and you can see yourself or you can see other people that are living this way, that are doing this, okay? Now, these people, like say it's not you, but it's someone else, they're very difficult to be a friend to. They're very difficult to love, but it doesn't mean that we're not supposed to love them. It's just very challenging. I have several people like this in my life. I don't judge them at all for being this way. I know that it's hurt, that it's pain, that it's, you know, it's counterfeit affection and it's agitated resistance, but you can see the depth of what's wrong with people now. I'm teaching this and I'm revealing this so that you will begin to see people in a different way and see them for what's really going on in the heart. But in this step number eight, people begin to have very superficial relationships. When your heart is this closed, healthy relationships become uh, quite difficult to have. They're very, very difficult. And you realize that you're doing them out of fear and really you want people to reject you so that this will solidify that you need to be alone. You need to be isolated. Now we're going to the next step. Number nine. Number nine is when you're moving in this progression is you develop an ungodly belief. And this ungodly belief says no one will be there to meet any need that I have. Okay. This is a danger of the person with an independent, self-reliant heart, because not only are you afraid to depend on someone else, but you feel that no one else values you enough to care for you. Now, this is not true. In reality, it's really not true. But remember, we're talking about the reality or the truth of the orphan thinking person. And here's one of the things I teach my clients when we teach on orphan thinking is that no matter what you say to the orphan thinking person, what the lie that they believe, that lie is truth to them. It's truth to them. And so that's just what they believe. So it makes it very uh, difficult to constantly, you know, do the right thing in front of them, say the right thing, because they just simply don't believe it. All right, so let's continue. And then I'm going to add in some of my own personal words about this progression. Um, step number 10 in this progression is the person now begins to live a life like an orphan. Okay, now this is when you see you're, you're just kind of moving into the 12, into the steps, into the 12 steps. And then when you hit this next step, it's you now be actually begin to live like, like an orphan, okay? So the orphan hearted person, 
It feels that it does not have a safe and a secure place in Father God's heart or anyone else's heart. They don't feel loved. They don't feel valued. You don't feel affirmed. Um, You have no safe harbor. I'm going to use different words. You, You sort of feel like you don't have a refuge. There's no real place of rest. Okay. And so outside of your own identity, outside of of you as a person, outside of that, of what you do, you really have nowhere to call home or really who you are. You believe that you're going to have to argue, fight, fuss, cuss, you know, for every single thing that you want to accomplish in life. You believe that every single thing is hard. Now, there's levels of all of this that I've been teaching. There's levels of this. Some people are very extreme in all of this. Some people are not as extreme. And then there's people that are in the middle. Okay. It's, it's this step number 10 is where you just really don't have a, a, a place of love. Basically, it's a place of home. So you begin to seek love in all kinds of other places. You begin to seek it in relationships. You seek it in work. You seek it in awards or achievement. You seek it in money, shopping, food, sex, drugs, depression, overeating, undereating. Can you just, you just, can y'all see how it's so damaging? It's just so damaging. Okay. So, so you begin to live this life like an orphan. Now, after you start living like an orphan and believing it's just about you, take care of you, you're isolated, no one loves you. You then move to step 11, and that is you begin to chase after, uh, after counterfeit affections, okay? So you shut yourself off from real affection, from real genuine intimacy with family and friends. You don't trust them. These people are deemed emotionally unsafe. You know just how far you can go in a relationship with them, so you don't go there. So you start looking for counterfeit affections. Now these are substitutes. They are fake. They are not real for real affection that you have left behind or that you never had. Now, if you never really had love, then you seek for love. You seek to fill that void in your life. If you have no real identity in who you are, you seek to fill that with something else because we aren't designed by God to be empty. So we fill our souls with something if we don't fill it with the love of God. So the reason, the reason for this is because when I said we, we were not designed to be empty, meaning we were created for love. We were created to give love, receive love. We were created by love and for love. And we were created to, to receive love and give the love away to every person that we meet. And this is very, this is hard when you are not, a loving person, or you weren't raised in love, or you haven't seen love. I've had clients come to me and say, love hurts. Love hurts. If you've been abused, molested, raped, beat up, uh, abandoned, told you were nothing, worthless, fatherless, motherless, love to you, you don't really have a reference point for that. Love hurts. Love is not something high on your list, but every person is looking for it. They are looking for love. So some of the counterfeit affections, I want to go into this. Okay. So counterfeit affections are in certain categories. Okay. So they're in the category of passion, possession, 
position, performance, people, place, and power. So they all start with the letter P. You can find one of your counterfeit affections in one of those categories. So let's just go into this. Counterfeit affections that are under passion. These are passions of the flesh. Okay, they can be food, as I've said before, alcohol, drugs, sex, porn, escapism, whatever comforts your lonely heart or your insecure heart. That's what you will discover with this. Now, the other one is possessions. So thinking that you will find what you need by gaining worldly things. No, you really won't. You won't. And then some people move into the counterfeit affection of position, okay? They seek acceptance. It's where you strive to get approval from other people. You strive to get that from a boss, from a job. Some people move into performance. They feel that there is something they always have to do to put in order, to be in place. They can't find rest to feel good about themselves. See how hard this is? This is a hard, hard, hard life. This is a hard way to live. It's very driven. There are people who have the counterfeit affection of people. And this is where you believe that a person could be a spouse, could be a boyfriend, girlfriend, is the answer to everything that you need. Now, we all know that's, that's just not going. We know that's not true. But there are people who really, really believe this. Instead of making God your beloved and your first source, you, you, you move to people as a counterfeit affection. And then there are people who move to the counterfeit affection of place. This is, well, if I only had this better job, if I, then I'd be happy. If I had more money, I'd be happy. If I just had somewhere else to live, I'd be happy. Okay, if I could run away, I'd be happy. If I could escape. Now, this is the one I, I used a lot. I used this one a lot when I was in a lot of emotional pain, going through divorce and depression. I was constantly trying to run away and escape and thinking it would just be better if I was somewhere else. Like it would just have to be better somewhere else than here in this problem that I was in that I couldn't seem to solve or fix. Um, more about that later. And then there were people that were stuck on power. Now, power is where you desire to control your life and destiny with little desire at all to be open or to be real with other people and with a little, very, very little sense of need for anything from anybody. You know, you control your emotions, people, circumstances. You, you don't really need anybody. You don't need anything from anybody. Now, the person that does this, that feels like they don't need anything from anybody, they're doing this because they are trying to make sure they never get hurt or disappointed again. That's why they are doing this, so that they never have to feel hurt or pain from anyone else. And then this leads to the 12th and final step, which is you begin to daily battle a stronghold of oppression. You are now very, very oppressed. You've isolated yourself from having healthy relationships with people. You're trapped in this cycle where you seek only the fulfillment of things, but they can never truly satisfy. You're unable to receive love. You're unable to give love away. You're unable to accept things 
or admonition from even God or other people. Life becomes very oppressive. It becomes this sort of cesspool mixture of pain and hurt, tension, a lot of bitterness, anger, frustration, restlessness. I have many clients that are in orphan heart status, orphan thinking. This is how they feel. And when I teach this, they, they finally, the light bulb goes on and they're like, oh my God, I see what's wrong with me. They can finally see it. But the trick is, or the goal is to get them healed from this way of thinking. And one of the ways you get healed from this is you have to get restored to Father God's heart. You have to get restored. A life of oppression is not the life that God wants you to live. And it's very common amongst almost every person. They have one of these 12 that they're moving into and they have this type of heart. A lot of trouble with marriages is one or both mates are orphaned in their heart. So it's a really growing problem. It's something that really, really, really needs to be addressed. The heart, the orphan heart is common in a fallen, sin-filled world. The world's very competitive. The world is very broken. And you find this, this is what's generally wrong with people. And when you get two orphan-hearted people together, you really get a hot mess. And um, unless people really work hard at their relationships, it's very difficult to heal or to stay married or to be in relationships with people healthy. But you can get restored. You can get restored to Father's heart. And God has to come in and he has to do some healing. He has to do some um, restoring of love for you, in you. This is a, a, a hard place to live. This is a hard place to raise children in if you're orphan hearted. Uh, I see this in my own sons. Um, they were young when their dad left them, and they now have an orphan heart, and they have to heal from that. They are doing really, really great, but you can see signs of it. It comes out in different areas. Um, those of you listening to me, you may see this in your own children. If you see it in yourself, more than likely, it's transferred into your children having an orphan heart. Um, there are so many millions of kids today, they grow up feeling as if they don't have a home and they become adults this way. And, you know, again, let me just say, when I say feeling like you don't have a home, I mean, like, you know, there's no real place of warmth, protection, comfort, security, identity. We know where the person or the child really gets this sense of purpose in their life, who they are, you know, a real reason to get up and get into the day. This is, you know, is missing because home is supposed to be a place where you can run to when things go wrong. It should be a haven of rest. It's, it's supposed to be a place that's safe, but that's not what it is for a lot of people. It should be where you can go and get affirmed get affirmation. You should feel secure in who you are. Home is a place where you belong. You don't have to strive. And that can, you can feel this way as an adult. You can feel this way as a child. But like I said, most of us haven't had a normal, uh, healthy experience or memory in our home life. 
So this orphan spirit, it resides in us as individual people. It resides in us. It can reside in a church. It could be in a city, over a region, over a nation where nations, entire nations don't feel like they belong or there's just, there's no protection for them. Okay. Wherever an orphan heart is, wherever, wherever it's taken root or stronghold, the person literally gets up every day and feels like they don't belong. Now, if that's not you, but you know someone this way, please share this series, this podcast with them. They don't feel accepted. So you have to care in your heart about that individual. If that's never been you, then you have no reference point for what I'm saying. So you don't understand that, that emptiness, that place of brokenness. See, this type of person, they, they, again, they don't sense any type of value of being valued, honored, or loved at all. And their lives are defined by this perceived need that they have. They need certain things, but they define their life by that. The need to perform, to get approved or affirmed. The need to say things just the the right way to get approved or affirmed. All of these are around orphan thinking. All of these. But people who are secure in father's heart and father's love, they know that they're loved and accepted for who they are as God's son or daughter or creation and they are they feel this love they feel this affirmation they don't strive they don't they don't have this agitated resistance they don't have to prove themselves they know they are loved just the way that they are so make sure that you understand these 12 steps like i said they can happen very quickly in the life of a person these are not like you know slow once a year type of steps, they can happen very, very uh, quickly. The orphan thinking person is very much loved by God. They're a very special person. They are loved by God. And if you know people like that in your life, love them, love on them, be their friend, no matter how difficult they are, be their friend because they really just need unconditional love. And God can use you to give that to them. Yes. Will they reject you? Yes, yes, they will. Will they reject your kindness? They might. But it doesn't mean that's not what you still do for them. They will eventually heal. They have their part, and we'll talk about that in the next episode. Well, now that you realize that, you know, you may be orphaned in your heart or you have friends that way or family members, how do they get better? We're going to talk about that in the next episode. How do they get better? What's their responsibility? Because believe it or not, they have a responsibility. There is something that they actually have to take a risk and do to get to a more healed place. So I'm glad that you stay tuned to this episode. This may be tough for some of you. Remember I said, hang on, hang in there. Don't give up listening. It will get better. It will. And when we get done with this series, we'll just move into some other really good stuff. But sometimes we have to go back and unravel the ravel and we have to talk about what's bad and what's broken to get to a place of healing. And that's where we are in this topic. So if you have any questions about this topic, please email me, stephaniecarter45 at aol.com. 
or check out my website and you can get a free PDF on the fruit of the spirit. And I'm going to be blogging about this uh, weekly, this topic and talking about it and sending it out in my newsletter and here on the podcast. All right. So I hope you have a really blessed day and I'll talk to you later. Thank you.